0: Yeah, to me that's also what the feeling I had, uh, why it really went that well that I really put down the energy like I didn't have like the best average power or whatever, but uh, where I really needed to put down the power I, I really put it down and then I also saved a bit or, or loosened up a bit uh, when I had a chance.
1: That legend. Welcome back to the Press Room Podcast presented by Zwift. Good to have you back for another episode. How good was the racing this week? It just felt like we had racing on every day. The UAE Tour, the sprinting world champs. Who came out on top? Who do you think came out on top uh, and took the chocolates for the world champs of sprinting? Uh, you'd have to say it was Merlier, right? He did get two wins, but... I mean, a lot of riders didn't quite get a clean run at all the sprints, so interesting, but first blood definitely to Merlia. That was really cool to watch all of that. And then the final stage, how about Plappy taking second on GC? Uh, Amazing to be on the podium with Remco and Adam Yates. Big fan, and um, yeah, we all love Plappy, so it's good to see the friend of the pod Um, hold on to that posse in the last stage. And wasn't it cool to see Remco hurting? You don't often get you don't often get to see him in the box and adam yates certainly put him through his paces but uh that was a great race and then of course we had the on loop and colonel Brussels kern weekend the opening weekend of the classics basically kicking off the biggest races on the calendar now uh going forward but yumbo visma in the men's side you know they were dominating they just dominated didn't they and um sd works in the women's I mean, Webis and Lotto Kopecky, good lord. I mean, that combination in the classics is, um, yeah, it's pretty scary. So really cool and very exciting to watch. I'm really keen on One, Arnold Deli as well. I mean, we've all heard about this young kid from Lotto. He's a freak show, and he's more than just a sprinter. And um, don't worry, I'm trying very hard to get him on the pod. But, guys, our guest today, we're keeping with the Yumbo Visma dominance. We had Tom Glow last week. This week, we've got Tobias Foss, who is the current, the reigning, ladies and gentlemen, world individual time trial champion. We chat about his time trial ride at Worlds in Wollongong and specifically dive into the deep details. Where did he take the time on everyone? How did he win that TT? Look at size, aerodynamics in time trialing. We chat about his preparation and then we learn more about him uh, as an individual. He's a very humble and sort of kind young man. He was up for a chat, it was super cool. Find out where he's from. He's from a really small town in Norway, and there's a very um, cool bit of history that he shares about that town as well and how they get around him and the other pro cyclists who have hailed from there. I also just kind of test the waters on the Uno X uh, card. He obviously used to be a rider in their roster a few moons ago when he was a, uh, a few years younger. And we saw Uno X with Jens Hoglund on our uh, episode a few weeks ago. He said that Foss is on his radar. He's out of contract this year. I'll let you do the rest of uh, connecting the rest of the dots, but I think Mr. Foss is going to be in uh, yellow and red next year. But guys before we get stuck into this episode okay huge thanks to zwift the title sponsor of the pressure podcast the greatest indoor platform uh on earth i mean you just don't use anything else it's you know it's the market leader for a reason it's fun it's engaging Um, there's many races you can do workouts you can ride with your friends you can ride with uh, people you never met before it's amazing you can even ride with pros it's um it's the best way to train indoors so check out our website if you haven't tried it already guys just send me a message if you've got any questions because i love it and um, i'd be happy to help you out if you want any advice or just need a bit more encouragement to get on there Um, and who knows maybe we can even go for a ride Also, big thanks to Smith Optics, um, sunglass supplier of the podcast, Attacker as well. They just launched this really cool um, new sort of artist collab. Uh, Check that out. Really, really cool design. Very funky, but very cool. And, uh, yeah, of course, Cyclic, um, the safety partner of the podcast, I suppose. And also, finally, guys, of course, last week, I opened up the Patreon for people who want to support the pod, who have the means to, um, if you want to support the pod in another way, you can jump on there, get access to some cool content, Jared Fife, and, of course, James Tindall, legends, first couple to sign up. And um, I've got so many uh extra sort of content that i just haven't used extra episodes that i haven't put up i've probably got about 10 or 11 that i'll be able to share on there plus some really cool beside behind the scenes uh content and you know even share how i get all these guests on the podcast which is a bit secret serial stuff but anyway legends you can check that link out it's on the instagram but also be in the um, you know, the little description thing. But, guys, this is it, okay? This is it. All right. A lot of faffing. Let's get into the episode. Tobias Foss, the World Time Trial Champion, guys, in the Rainbow Bands. Hope you enjoy this one, and I'll see you on the next episode. Where are you, man?
0: Now I'm home uh, at my uh, my parents' in, uh, in Norway. So oh. it's... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, back to the cold and snowy and uh, and dark place here. Yeah.
1: That's one thing I've always wanted to know about Norway and the in the sort of Nordic area. What's the situation with the light? Like, how much light do you get during the day?
0: <laughs> well, I'm actually quite quite south in Norway, not lower. Yeah, or in the south, south, southern part. So it's it's not as bad as up to the north part, but um, I've, yeah. Right here now, the the sun comes up around nine and thirty, and goes down three o'clock. So it's uh it's, it's very short. It's about like uh, six hours ish. So it's um, yeah, is difficult? It's very difficult, but uh, it's also nice in one way.
1: So it's dark at three o'clock. Yeah. Like, when is it pitch black?
0: Yeah, four o'clock I would say. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so wild. It's, it's, so coming from Andorra and, and Spain, it, it really messed with my mind in the beginning. So uh, I've been so tired, like uh, <laughs> wow. you're, you're feeling five, five in the evening that uh, uh, now it's really time to go to bed, but it's uh, still way too early. So it's, um, yeah. it's yeah. different, yeah. I'm
1: from WA, so the west coast of Australia, and having just come over here to do some commentating for some racing, uh, the Bay Crits, uh, if you've heard of those before, They've yep. got Melbourne is is three hours uh well, three hours um ahead, but it's also got daylight saving, so it's another hour. so the sun is still up at eight thirty, and uh, even that is pretty crazy to to um in for me so to hear four yeah. o'clock being dark it must make it pretty difficult to train,
0: yeah, for sure, and I think also yeah on the other hand it is also a lot of snow and and quite cold so yeah. you can always go out on, on, but then you need to go like on a mountain bike or a cycle cross with uh, with like the, the the tires with the spikes but, oh, yeah. uh, but uh, for me i um yeah i just do swift actually yeah so, uh, nice. Then it's actually quite okay and, yeah uh, you can go whenever you want
1: what do you uh, what's your favorite course on swift
0: uh oh, I really don't know actually I'm just now trying to check through all of them so uh oh, do the yeah, route badges it. yeah yeah so yeah. for every every new ride I just try to uh do a different one mm. so uh no yeah it's cool it's it's also challenging but it's um uh, yeah after Swift came came by then doing hours on the rollers have become way easier yeah,
1: what were they doing before, right eh? before Zwift? I can't imagine how hard it was. Yeah,
0: could. yeah. <laughs> that was then only for the really special guys, I guess.
1: Yeah, the crazies, like Christoph. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. Would be, yeah. Uh, do, yeah, well, yeah do you guys uh have your own um kit in the game? Like, is your team kit in the game?
0: Yeah, yeah. Nice. So we have, like... um You get like a special badge as a pro and then uh, also like a jersey. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's nice. Mm. So,
1: So, um, I wanted to start talking about um, your time in Australia in Wollongong, right? Great time for you, my friend. Was that your first time in Australia?
0: Yeah, actually, yeah. First time, yeah. What did you think? Yeah, i always find this with uh with like seeing new places on the bike that it's um it's always nice but it's different you know mm-hmm. when yeah so uh we lived in getting on so it was was quite some mornings i was struggling with uh jet lag and stuff so it was, yeah. it was short to, to the beach so i just yeah, went there like five in the morning and and you see like the sunrise and stuff and you just think like ah, i really need to come back and uh, especially then also learn how to surf and and yeah, do a bit of surfing and yeah yeah You just yeah when when I went to the beach there five in the morning and you saw like the surface on 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 the edge there and uh enjoying the waves uh before the sun came up and uh yeah no I, I really liked Australia but I really want to go back uh, as a pure tourist um and then yeah for sure we had like one day in sydney before we traveled home oh cool so we were kind of tourists there but but yeah in the end that's not what's really interesting me uh, but yeah i really want to go like a bit more to the outside or to the smaller places and, and, yeah. and, and be uh, see more of, of those kind of places so yeah i have to say I, I really liked australia and it was a nice day but uh for sure i, I want to go back or <laughs> Hopefully, you, uh, next time I can stay a bit longer. Would you
1: be interested in seeing the 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 outback of Australia, like the centre?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, So that's um, um, that's
1: really interesting and quite culturally significant. Um, yeah, you know, with with, yeah. the, with the indigenous people and stuff like it's pretty cool there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I heard so. Uh, I am um, yeah quite a good friend. Uh, with, um um uh, Uh, it's it's way too early in the morning but uh yeah i also talked with deron dennis about it oh yeah now on uh, december camp so or before december camp but uh and also chris harper uh my former teammate that now went to um, bike exchange he um yeah he also told me a lot about it so yeah i really wanna go there maybe and then also maybe combine it let's say with yeah, staying a bit longer in December, uh, and starting in Down Under and make mm. it like a, kind of a holiday, mm. uh, mixed with training camp thing. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, a lovely place. Yeah.
1: Yeah. sick. on your um, during the TT at Worlds, Tobias, did you did you set a, uh, any PBs?
0: Uh, like Power wise. No, I don't think so. Actually, no. Ah, interesting so uh, yeah uh, i find the course a bit bit strange there like uh sure you needed the power but it was more like uh really on and off power so it was maybe like let's say add a lot of high spikes on two minutes powers yeah but uh um, let's say the the 30 minute power the 20 minute power wasn't that that Didn't high come. because it's always like up and down and yeah, I think, uh, Pascal Enkorn actually he <laughs> he sent me a message and, and said he he had a look at my Strava file and saw that I had like I think he said like nine minutes or under three hundred watts or something. Yes. So, yeah. So it really just shows that it was really, yeah. When when nine out of forty forty minutes is is um under three hundred watts and then yeah, it's really up and down and. Uh, yeah, to me, that's also what the feeling I had. Uh, why it really went that well that I really put down the energy. Like, I didn't have like the best average power or whatever, but uh, where I really needed to put down the power, I, I really put it down and then I was saved a bit or, or loosened up a bit. Uh, when I had the chance,
1: you must have done really well through the corners and getting back up to speed because there were so many parts where you were, you were braking, re That must have been a pretty crucial part for your ride as well
0: yeah exactly yeah and i think that's um uh, that's also a cool aspect of um of time trial especially when the, the course get a bit technical like that, mm-hmm. that uh yeah one thing is, is the speed but also then the other thing is the is the power or the energy you you then necessarily need to accelerate or mm. yeah um so uh yeah I, I think i also did that really well that day so mm-hmm. uh sure it was a good combination
1: how did you how did you and the um and your national teammates celebrate
0: uh it was quite uh, we quite boring and, and easy people but uh when we got back it was uh the the norwegian uh, reporters from uh from a, a new channel news channel they they were down there and um so, so they came there that that's basically a ritual after every every like we don't have many world champions, but every every time it's been like the camera is is immediately there. Yeah. So that, that was cool, and and then they made like a, a more like proper, not a proper dinner, but yeah, everyone was there in in like a, the dining hall, and yeah. and uh, they some champagne and uh, and stuff. So uh, yeah, that was a celebration that night. I think I was back around like eight thirty or nine or something. Beautiful. So uh, it was a quite late night, and then. Um, yeah. After that, the other guys had to. Yeah, some guys did uh, the under the twenty three the day after, and and uh, I was just really tired, so it was <laughs> uh, was much of a celebration that evening. But uh, after the road road race, we we had a couple of beers at at the hotel, uh, with uh with the mechanics and stuff. So 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 that was really nice. And uh, yeah, like I really don't have any need of, of having a big party or something after uh after that so uh no it was uh was was a good celebration i would say
1: okay so i like it i like it and but what about when you went back to norway was there anything for you there when you came back home
0: yeah so uh so here as well i'm, I'm from quite a small town so i'm actually from a place just outside lillehammer Okay. So, so Lillehammer is like, uh, like the whole region is is about thirty thousand inhabitants. But where I'm from, like, uh, yeah, a small outskirt of Lillehammer. Uh That's uh, yeah, at, I think we maybe a thousand people or something. So it's wow. it's. And when I grew up, we were even smaller. So it's basically a place where everyone knows everyone. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, we met down at the at the children's school, and and uh, they they have like a a gym hall. Yeah. So so they they had put they put some chairs. They they bought some some cakes and and made 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 a bit of coffee and yeah. Then when I got got back there in the evening, it was some uh, yeah, just some attention towards it. So uh, yeah. it, was, it was super nice, and it was also nice because it was uh, mainly people I know. Like if yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, uh, parents of my friends from my youth or my yeah. my school teacher or whatever but uh <laughs> yeah those are people i never get to see anymore so it was also nice for me in a personal way to to have the opportunity to see them but uh yeah no that, that was really kind and, and, and really nice of them to, to to make some something special out of it they
1: must have all been watching that day like the whole town <laughs> they must have been all yeah. in there watching together
0: yeah yeah i know that there are actually quite some guys that's really enthusiastic about it so it's yeah. uh it's really cool uh really cool to see uh now they're just going around uh fishing after uh if i'm going to the to the tour or not so i think they, they're quite uh, excited oh, for yeah. that yeah it that would, would be the case
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh i bet i bet yeah um now I think I haven't really in uh, I haven't investigated this too much, but I, I understand that some riders next well this year because of the new rules uh, with the TT position, uh are changing or might have to alter their setup. And I think it more applies to the taller riders. I'm not sure if you apply to that, but will you be altering your position this year?
0: Yeah, I'm also in the 180 to 190 uh, right. to range, so I can also do now some. Yeah, let's say like in the middle, uh, yeah, between how it was before and uh, yeah, for me and the one and, and the guys over 190. So, so now I was, I have some room to go a bit longer and a bit higher. Does so, it, uh, does
1: yeah. it make you, um, Tobias, does it make you like, are you a bit nervous about changing your position considering like how you know you seem to find a really good posi in the last sort of second half of the year like does it do you think like is there an element of like oh i don't want to change what's working
0: yeah so the the thing is that uh, i uh, i really don't mind actually uh, i'm not also a guy that's really specific into the the position like uh, i don't need it to be on the millimeters like sure i needed needed to be the same but uh yeah yeah i never do any adjustments myself uh so yeah it's right that the position we have now is super nice uh and and it's something i'm really comfortable about but uh on the other hand for me to to do changes on on this part especially then in the front with the with the extensions and the handlebars mm-hmm. then uh it's it's uh, actually just nice because it just gives me more room to stretch mm-hmm. out or or actually just make me more comfortable so it's um in, in the end i think it's a really good thing but we also Before we do any changes, we have to test it on the track as well. So um, that's like the first step now. And then then we see if it's actually faster because if it's not faster, it's it's no need.
1: (laughs) Yeah, of course. What's like with the equipment, what's the most important piece of equipment apart from not including the position on the bike, but what's the most important piece of equipment on a time trial bike or component with regards to aerodynamics? What makes the biggest difference is it the frame is it the wheels is it yeah. uh, tires i mean
0: i'm not completely sure actually but but i would say actually that the, the wheels are uh yeah wheels and frame like how they are also matched together it's uh-huh. uh how they interact it, 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 It's probably uh probably the most important thing i would say uh, and then think... also the helmet comes that's super important and also the uh, yeah, it's really hard to, to put the finger on what exactly it is because also the, they say that the, the suit is also really important. I, I don't believe that to be that important actually, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I would take a guess that. Uh, but but in, in the end as well, like it doesn't matter if you have a fast bike and fast wheels if if you don't have a fast position and and that's also the thing like um, there's no like correct way of having a fast position like before maybe everyone thought like oh the lower you are the more higher you are oh, yeah and, uh, that's necessarily not the case you know uh, no, so... you're quite
1: high aren't you like you're yeah exactly. And, and
0: we actually find out that when I got to the team my position was fairly low mm-hmm. and we actually raised it and, and it became way faster so it's mm-hmm. uh yeah it's it's um it's Mm. also cool to see that it's not like uh one straight line for for everyone and uh, Mm. yeah
1: rowan um i think when ron came on the podcast he was saying how uh well he mentioned it's also how like you said the wheels and the frame interact and some are good with others and then some don't quite work together and then uh ryan mullen has also told me about um he's really keen on the tires with the rolling resistance and he said there's quite a lot mm-hmm. in between tires you know um, with regards to how they roll and it's just amazing like how many tiny things there are that make up such a big difference
0: yeah it's uh it's a big mess actually. When when you start to think about it, like it's so it's so many things you can start to stress about. So uh, yeah, I'm just feel really, really happy and and and, and grateful that I'm in a team that that really puts time into it and uh, yeah makes me able to just relax and, and just executing in the training and, and the races and then uh, I know that I have the best equipment on, on the market. So it's uh yeah, that's that's super nice for for us as a rider.
1: Mm. Hey, were you? Um, we're you just a side topic. I just thought of it then. I saw something come from my phone. Um, were you happy to see uh Uno X get a Tour de France invite?
0: Yeah, the, the, it's that's pretty super good for cool Norway, and, right? Yeah. yeah, for Norwegian cycling, this is super good. And uh, yeah, I, I really hope now this, this will also make it more like attractive for especially sponsors to, to yeah. go into the Norwegian cycling market and mm. and uh, yeah. I also really uh, um, yeah, I admire uh, UnoX and, and, and I really I'm really happy that, that that they get the chance now to do this. Um, sponsor I have I really like the sponsor UnoX itself has really put a lot of, of resources into uh, not only the team but like other teams and and, and all the cycling in, in Norway and, and also basically saved a lot of arrangement or like events we had. Mm. so um, that they now get the publicity that the tool brings it's, it's super cool and um yeah. yeah it's also going to be exciting uh to, to, to follow them uh yeah. throughout the year and also for sure in the in the, in, in the tool
1: mm. yeah jens is a um he's a he's a cool dude i've had him on the podcast before we talked about the yeah. team two years ago actually when i was i just saw them coming up and it was such an exciting setup it's a very forward-thinking team um but yeah, super cool to see them get the invite. But um, one last question on the uh, on the TT and specifically your time trying. Do you have any um, like any sort of rituals or a superstition or anything like that when you're getting ready to um, race a time trial? Is there anything you do beforehand that you do every time?
0: Yeah, not n- not not really. Um, like yeah, I have a routine. But uh I'm also I I think I made a choice to not be superstitious because uh, I just see so many guys destroy things for themselves, being it, you know, like if like losing their head if they're not being able to do it. So yeah, I wanna be like kind of uh yeah, not in a need to to have to do things, but but I have like specific routines that I basically do every every time. Mm, okay. Uh but yeah, let's say something changed. It's not a problem. But uh, oh, okay. but, uh, but I also like it to, to be to be in the same way. But that's also the way I'm. Well, I, yeah, you know, in the end, uh, I I know it works. So it's it's just easy and, and calming to just executing it.
1: You're a pretty chill dude, Tobias. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, you're a pretty yeah. chill dude in a very stressful sport. <laughs> I like it. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> As I should be, I guess. <laughs>
1: you know, um, I heard a story once. Uh, I think it was it was Luke Durbridge. And I don't know if you've had much to do with him, but early days um, when he was his first few years as a pro cyclist, he actually kept a piece of um, wood in his helmet so that if something happened, he would just touch his head like he was touching wood, you know, the knock on wood. <laughs> he actually had a bit of wood in his helmet. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Bizarre, but yeah. Uh, yeah, those little things are kind of funny, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so a couple of questions to finish, Tobias. Um, what's uh, not necessarily racing, but what what is your and you might not have had an opportunity to do as much non-racing. Um, for this question, but do you have a favorite country to ride your bike in?
0: Oh. uh Think, um, well, I I really think like the, the whole Europe is, is actually super nice. Um, but yeah, let's say when we were in Japan, it was was oh, super yeah? nice to ride a bike there. Yeah. Really? For the for, it was 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 really cool. Uh, but yeah, I also find it like in the same way as Australia, like I in Australia we really got the feeling that uh, okay the um the, the hippies or or like the, the the drivers really don't want us here so it was uh and i, I get it like uh yeah we can take some, some space on the road but it, it just felt a bit unsafe there yeah some places uh, in australia yeah.
1: tobias are better than that that particular yeah. area is a bit yeah i felt yeah. it the
0: same the, the guy said it as well that it was it's quite like a lot of traffic there normally and uh yeah 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 but, when you um, said um,
1: yeah. Japan, though, uh, I'm going to Japan on my honeymoon actually, and um, ah, big fan of the I the saw. culture of Japan. You know, it's just yeah. such a beautiful place, and and the history and everything behind it is so cool. But we weren't, my fiance and I, and Megan, we weren't going to bring our bikes. But I didn't know it was good riding.
0: <laughs> yeah, like this also what I was going to say that uh, uh, I never gone to these places as a tourist, so. You only go there in big groups, or yeah, you know, like then it can also be different in traffic. But um, mm-hmm. just just my feeling of of doing like the recons and and a bit of the longer rides in 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 Japan was that it was uh way less traffic than I thought. Yeah, and it was also like you know, also like you say that uh, Japan uh, culture is just different. You know like they really show respect and they, yeah. they they take care of you like yeah it's also nice in Italy but but there the drivers are also reckless, so yeah you don't feel <laughs> yeah all, all the safe there so yeah. yeah it's just different but then um yeah I, w- I would say either Japan or or also maybe Switzerland that's also a really beautiful country so um yeah
1: okay, okay. uh do you have a favorite race
0: on the calendar yeah yeah I was at this rather once oh nice and, uh, that was a that was a super cool race and we also did kind of the same course in in the Giro also that year yeah so two years was, ago. Uh, yeah like 21 yeah so yeah. uh yes. nice. it was uh was was, was quite a cool race and yeah uh, again it's just something special so um uh, mm. yeah Australia
1: Bianchi is a ripper. That's my favourite race to watch, very closely to to It's Just um, yeah, and it's just so yeah, such a special race. And uh, last one, um, maybe this would have been when you were younger, or it could be when you're now. But who, as a as a person, an athlete, or um, mentor, whatever, who who inspires you?
0: Yeah, so when I was growing up, I'm I'm also from the same like Lillehammer. It's also the same town as as well. I was from. Yeah, so he was like the the big big uh, idol when I was younger. Yeah, uh, he kind of showed the way and, and showed that it was possible from yeah from even small Lillehammer to. Uh, this is basically like a winter city, so it's uh, yeah. uh so that he showed the way, and then um, when I got a bit older uh yeah i always dreamt about the tour and i I still have a dream about winning the tour that's that that was the reason why i started cycling i think and yeah then you have especially uh wiggins and um chris froome that that really inspired me there and uh i watched basically everything they yeah they have out out on youtube or whatever like every documentary about them or something so uh yeah so, so they have been big idols, and then also yeah, before that a bit as well. I also had a bit with Andy Schle- and actually. Oh yeah, uh, it was also a bit like um, someone I looked up to. But uh, hmm. yeah, if I have to say these days, then 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 I, then I would say actually my teammates like uh, yeah Jonas Primos, uh, Valt especially maybe is people I really look up to. Hmm. Uh, and and. uh yeah, Primus and Wout is, is kind of like um how to say. Uh, they do everything so so well and so perfect. And for sure it's 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 also important to remember that you need like some kind of personal touch to it. Uh it's not that Wout can do this, so everyone has to, have to do the same, but um but their mind and the way they're working it is so inspiring. And mm-hmm. then for me also the way Jonas has gone like uh, if you just go three years back in time now in 2020 um <clears> he <throat> was still really bloody good but 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 then we were basically match, matching each other a bit on training he was maybe some few percentages better than me mm-hmm. and, and now he's doing uh super big steps and and, and now winning a tour so uh to having someone that has been so close to you uh before um uh winning one of the big, uh, the biggest races in the yeah. calendar it's uh that's huge and, and that's so inspiring to see and it's so cool because then you know it, it also makes me believe it a bit that uh yeah. Yeah, okay jonas made it um for sure he's there's something special with him but uh if, if he can do it then i think i can also do it so yeah it's, yeah, uh, yeah and yeah no
1: when when you mentioned wiggins and Froome, did they inspire you? Maybe because they're in a way similar traits to you. That you know, they're quite tall riders. They can still, cl- they can climb, obviously, and you can climb. I know that, but also they were very strong time trialists as well, and that's similar. You know, uh, similar to you, right?
0: Yes, indeed, and I think that was also maybe why I connected with, let's say, those guys better than, let's say, a contador or yeah. or like a pure climber, yeah. like. Yeah. Um, yeah for sure that was also my old and there also Grant Thomas has also been Ah, yes like, of course uh so. Big got like also the way he went of being a bit of an all-rounder before and then like maybe yeah, losing a bit of the weight and and then going more specifically in towards uh grand tour uh, yeah, overalls so it's um yeah it's really true what to say that uh, those are guys I can maybe recognize myself a bit in, mm-hmm. and uh, especially like in, in the body shape and 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 yeah. uh, the way we were built. Did you ever read um any of Chris Froome's book
1: books that he wrote?
0: Yeah, uh, I I started at one. I think I don't remember what it was. The first yeah, one be, was yeah. good, you
1: know, where it told the story about um, his time in Kenya and then how he sort of. Yeah, um, grew up. That was a really good book, and that's what made me a big fan of Chris, knowing that story where he came from.
0: Yeah, 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 and also, uh, I think I read the the tour according to G as well. Oh one, yeah, yeah, in, that's a good uh, book. Uh, yeah. yeah, and also, I actually been so uh, uh, lucky to be be talking to um, or had some chats with uh, Garan Thomas on on the bike as well. Yeah, and it's just. Uh, yeah, maybe even a nicer guy than uh, Than I would imagine. Like he, uh, <laughs> it seems nice in the media, but uh, he's also he's also nice to see that people are are not just putting up a, a face or whatever or a mask, you know, for the media. He's actually just uh, a really nice bloke.
1: Mm. Yeah. Nice. Well, um, Tobias, thank you so much for your time, mate. I really appreciate it. That was really good hearing um all your your uh, answers, and you spoke really well. I really appreciate it.
0: Thanks. Right. Thanks for nice
1: All right, legends, that's another episode of the Press Room Podcast done and dusted. Thank you so much for listening as always. Don't forget to leave a rating on Spotify. We're on 97. Can we just get to the tonne, please? Can I raise the bat? That would be great. And also on Apple as well, leave a rating, review, tell me what you thought, and just tell a mate about this episode. It would be great. If they're a Jumbo Visma fan, if they're a Tobias Foss fan, if they just like any of the riders we've had, Let them know about this ep. Um, And most of all, I hope you enjoyed this one. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to Tobias Foss, all the sponsors of the podcast. Guys, we'll be back next week. Oh, the classic season. We're in it. We're in it. So exciting. I'll see you on the next episode, Legends.